Hello, everyone. It's Matthew DeMello, your host of The Fiona Show, in this amazing sister podcast, The Fiona Show, hot off the press. Here's where we spill transfer pricing secrets, which countries are cracking down on compliance. Spoiler alert, all of them. Which multinationals are high-fiving on their way out of tax court? And, well, basically, what to be aware of is you're transacting around the globe. So let's get to it. Here's the transfer pricing scoop, hot off the press. Poor Mexico, how can one country have so much on its plate? It's part of trade disputes between the U.S. and China. It's fending off potential tariffs from the U.S. over Central American migrants and holding its breath, waiting for a new trade agreement with the U.S. and Canada to be ratified. With so much uncertainty, it's no wonder the Mexican economy has slowed to an armadillo-paced crawl. How do you compensate for such economic strains? Here's one idea. Increase your transfer pricing audits. Mexico seems down with that. In fact, it's increased the compliance burden so much you practically have to be a contortionist to comply. Last year, Mexico introduced new non-binding transfer pricing rules, not laws, which basically say, and we're going to give you the really, really bare bones version, one, you can't make or advise anyone to make adjustments to prices, considerations, or profit margins in related party transactions if they are already in the interquartile range. And two, you and advisors have to choose comparables carefully in transfer pricing transactions. Okay, the tax authorities said that differently, but as we told you, bare bones version. What's interesting about Mexico's new rules is that they put a burden on the taxpayer and the tax advisor. In fact, advisors who play a role in tax avoidance could be subjected to penalties themselves. Oh, and did we mention that external accountants have to disclose if the taxpayer has adhered to the non-binding rules in their reports? Tricky business, because public accountants aren't necessarily transfer pricing experts, so just add enlisting specialists to the long list of additional compliance expenses. Obviously, there's a lot of pushback on the new rules. The Mexican Chartered Accountants Institute issued a public letter to get a deferral in enforcement, but so far, the tax authorities haven't accepted. Then again, the Mexican government has plenty of other things to think about. Digital taxation is coming your way, this time from drumroll, please. Turkey, that's right, the country is enjoying a new wave of audits targeting non-resident digital companies, and the Inspection Board of Ministry of Treasury and Finance isn't messing around. First, consider the country's definition of a permanent establishment. According to the Turkish tax authorities, a website can create a PE, even if it's stored on a server located outside of Turkey. So, if a non-resident taxpayer collects Turkey-sourced income through a website, guess what? It's considered a PE in Turkey. To show just how serious they are, the Tax Inspection Board recently launched a flurry of audit letters. And sorry, not having Turkish tax registrations nor Turkish tax identification numbers won't help you get around them. In fact, rejecting or ignoring the audit invitation, now who wouldn't want an RSVP to that, only means... The audit will begin and continue without you. Oh, and you also forgo your rights to object or defend yourself. Ouch. Turkey's latest audit initiative and digital tax leave a lot of questions on the table. How will tax auditors go about auditing non-resident digital companies? Will they try to collect taxes from previous periods? How will other countries react? We do know one thing for sure. Transfer pricing is no picnic in Turkey any way you slice it. 
Have you ever wondered how the Australian tax office thinks? Well, you can find out thanks to the release of a draft practical compliance guide that debuted on September 26th. The draft guide reveals the ATO's compliance approach to transfer pricing issues related specifically to projects involving the use of non-resident owned mobile offshore drilling units or MODUs in Australian waters. MODUs are usually lease-in, lease-out arrangements where the asset is sourced from a related party. The guide offers a self-assessment framework that allows taxpayers to assess their own transfer pricing outcomes the way the ATO does by using indicators like the level of profitability of the Australian operations and the materiality of the contract or project revenue. When the arrangement's total revenue exceeds 20 million Australian dollars, the bat phone rings at the ATO and you can probably expect a compliance review. If revenue is below 20 million, but the profitability is between five and 10.5%, the ATO considers it to be moderate risk. And then maybe you'll have a compliance review. How do you decrease your risk? The guide tackles that too. So even if joining the ATO isn't your dream job, it certainly pays to know how the enemy, I mean how a responsible, well-intentioned tax office, thinks. Exciting stuff, don't you think? And there will be more next week. Don't miss it. Subscribe to The Fiona Show, Hot Off the Press. You'll find it on Spotify and iTunes. Take your pick. If you want to dive deeper than transfer pricing news briefs, subscribe to The Fiona Show, where we discuss issues, programs, and trends with transfer pricing pros from around the globe. This podcast was hosted, engineered, and edited by myself, Matthew DeMello. Our executive producer, Marilyn Mitchum-Strom, writes our scripts. Signing off until next week, when we'll be back with more news hot off the press. Mm-hmm.